Hey folks, just a quick little note before we begin the show. Um, this episode and the next few were recorded uh, before uh, the tragedy with Daphne. Um, so we uh, apologize for that and we will properly talk about Daphne on our next actual recording. Thank you. Shimmer Her Story, a women's athletes retrospective podcast. We are here today to talk about Shimmer Volume 16 that took place on the 13th of October 2007 in Bowen, Illinois at the Eagles Club, the second of two tapings that day. I am your host, as always, Stacey, and I am joined by Stephen Graham. How are you today, Stephen? I am very good. Um... Yeah, I, I have a bad joke lined up, but I'm not going to use it today because I'm going to spare you. Oh, wow. Well, uh, thank you for small mercies. <laughs> <laughs> because this show has enough awesome jokes in it that I don't think we need to to add any more. This show was a delight for me. I'm very excited to talk about it. Well, let's just get into it then. Don't muck okay. around. Yeah. Let's not muck around because we start off with the uh, – Future Canadian ninjas, Portia Perez and Nicole Matthews, doing a promo, talking about other great Canadian tag teams in the Heart Foundation, the Rougeos, and um, they're going to beat everyone in the ring, just like all Canadians always do. They're future legends. We're legends today. We're friggin' awesome. Um, this whole promo made me very happy and a great way to start the show. <laughs> Yeah, I like. I laughed at the point where I think it was Portia said that we're future legends, and then Nicole was like, "No, we're legends now." Like they were like <laughs> trying to get their story straight in the middle of the promo, um, which was funny. But yeah, this is just yeah, they like they're so young and so you know like they're healing, but they're also young and awkward. Like I just you know bless their hearts. I just <laughs> I just thought this was really cute. <laughs> I did not expect a heart foundation in a Rougeau Brothers <laughs> reference on this show, but it it, it helped. It it was good. Yeah, it popped. <laughs> really did. Um, but uh, we're back to another Amber O'Neill opener as she is defeated at nine forty four by Laura Lai Lee. Hmm. Wow. Um. So the crowd that, was that, that surprised you then. It Lorelai Lee should not. I don't know. It it. I'm surprised she's back and now she's winning, and I'm even more surprised. <laughs> it is a bit like that. Like, yeah. Um, like, cause like Lorelai Lee. Yeah, she. I looked it up. The last appearance before this taping, like before Volume 15, was uh on Volume 8, uh, yeah. which was the previous October. So she'd been away for 12 months. Um. From Shimmer, um, and a fair few volumes, and she's come back, and it's just like she's kind of lost most of the cowgirl gimmick that she was doing before she left. If, if you remember, like she yeah. was wearing chaps and uh, and had the Garth Brooks song that I popped yeah. for, and she's now lost it and coming out to song number two. So uh, you know, that, she's more of an urban cowboy now. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's moved to the suburbs, um, basically. 
cowgirl, but I just, yeah, so she's lost what was actually, like, unique about her in that sense, like her gimmick, and she's basically still just Lorelai Lee. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what she's been doing the last 12 months. I haven't, like, looked that up, but she, yeah, it doesn't really seem to be um, much different, you know, and so it's, yeah, interesting that she's back, and interesting that, yeah, she seems to just be doing the same, same kind of thing. So, like, you're right. I don't know that necessarily she should be, uh, yeah, coming in and winning here. But also, I mean, Amber O'Neill, this is the uh, third opener she's had in a row. Yeah, she's uh, kind of the uh, put everyone over in the opener spot. Yeah, which is yeah, which is her spot because she's lost all those matches as well. Amber hasn't actually won a match since Volume 8. I looked that oh, up man. too. So, I mean, she might not be on a show for in a bit. Well, exactly. Like, usually if someone loses a lot, the commentary starts talking about how, you know, they're on a losing streak, you need to win to stay on the Shimmer roster and all that. But they haven't really gone through that with Amber O'Neill. So I think they're just happy having her there to lose in the opener to whoever. But it's just, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, and the crowd was kind of hyped here for the this opener of openers. It's the way I labeled it in my notes. Um there was an awesome sell of an atomic drop early on, uh, which was fun. And uh, Amber O'Neill's fingernails to the back looked really vicious. Um, then Lorelai made a Lorelai Lee made a some kind of comeback. There was a horrible botch X Factor that looked really bad, uh, and then a whole Oklahoma roll by Lorelai Lee for the win. Um, I'm not sure what kind of notes you have on this one. Yeah, not a lot. I think the only other um, spots that I noticed was there was a point where I think there was a sunset flip that got counted and they rolled through and Lorelai basically ended up upside down and Amber did uh, what Danger called a hamstring chop, like to the <laughs> backs of like slap to the backs of her legs, which I don't know, like looked like it caned. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was interesting because like I've never seen anyone do that before and. Um, the only other thing I noted was that uh, during Lorelai's comeback, she actually hit a really nice uh, backhand spring elbow, which uh, was a nice little bit of redemption for her with me because I remember she hit like the shittiest one I've ever seen on one of the early volumes that I couldn't help but notice. So um, at least she hit a good one today. But yeah, apart from that, this was basically, like you said, the uh, the standard Amber O'Neill opener in nine minutes. So. So, yeah. Well, let's move on to the next match, then. We have um, Ariel and Josie defeating Nicole Matthews and Portia Perez in 10 minutes and 4 seconds uh, in uh, uh, more tag matches and putting over Josie and Ariel, which kind of cool. Um, weirdly, um, they come into Ariel's theme instead of booty, booty, booty rocking everywhere. So that's kind of a disappointment. Yeah, again, because uh, this this happened last show as well. And I mean, I know this sad. is the second show in a row where you're having Josie come out and wrestle and not playing her music, which to me um, is a failure, uh, is, is something to address. Um, it's like, it feels like, it almost feels like a rib on us where, because like we love Josie's music so much. Like, it's like WWE, like, oh no, that's not supposed to get over, so they have to take it away. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Shimmer is like this is Zack Ryder's YouTube channel. Basically, yeah. These are her music. <laughs> she she got super over with it uh, above her station. Um, so we're gonna take the music away. So I I hope not. Uh, 
So I don't know what's happening. So far, they're just coming out to say la vie, which I like, but I mean, you know, in comparison. Uh, it, yeah. only, it only came third in the, the Shimmer Best Song uh, Awards, not, not number one. Um, we'll see what it does on the second awards. <laughs> true. Um, yeah, so, but apart from that, I like the idea of this team. So, I mean, I'm fine with them. Um, I thought it was funny that um, when the heels came out, didn't make their entrance, um, they obviously, as they do, start fighting with people in the crowd. But it seemed like a lot of the people they were fighting with weren't actually fighting with them. Like, <laughs> they were just kind of, like, leaning over the barrier and yelling at someone who was, like, sitting there calmly going, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> You talk to me. Do to yell at someone. <laughs> it was yeah, like it was very strange that like some of them just weren't in like weren't into it or didn't provoke them in any way. It was just they just had to go through the you know, the I uh, would, if performance. Portia Perez was yelling in my face, I think I would clam up too. Yeah. Like it just yeah. But I mean there's a lot I don't know if I could yell back at her. But Yeah, um, I would just be awkward. <laughs> don't no wrestlers should yell at me in a crowd. I would just be awkward. Yeah, and also gotta say, black and pink for the uh, the the Canadians. I did notice. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they are sort of one step closer to becoming the uh, future ninjas. But uh, it's it's funny during the match. um, I don't know. It was Prezak or Danger. Was sitting there going, trying to come up with a name for them, like the Canadians. I wrote down two names that Dave speculated it could be. Yeah. He wrote it could be either called freaking awesome or ridiculously awesome. Okay, well, I think it's good for everyone involved that they ended up with Canadian ninjas instead. <laughs> you don't like them called the freaking awesome tag team? No, oh, God. <laughs> um, Portia was all over her antics here. Uh, she was kissing her guns. <laughs> she was flexing. Um, she runs away from Josie at one point. <laughs> um, and, the, yeah, there's another point where um, – um, Josie's going for a, a tag, and um, Nicole Matthews drags Airly off the off the apron, and so there's all those kind of classic tag team moves, um, which I I love that they they've already kind of developed this chemistry um, already, like and it's their second tag match here, so or well their second one in Shimmer, um, they might have well they were in other parts of the country, so I can't imagine they teamed up, um, but. Yeah, they they they've already developed a bunch of uh, tag stuff, which is great. Um, and after some nice beatdown on uh, Ariel, the the hot tag goes to Josie, who comes in and she's good house of fire with some nice spine busters and good suplexes. Um, then they go for a, a double team, but um, Matthews makes the save and they do a double team blockbuster. Um, Josie and Ariel does. Uh, and gets the win. Um, but this is, you know, in 10 minutes, this is your your kind of perfect underneath tag match um, with some people who are really green. So that's that's really good to see. I, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, again, it was a lot like the match that they had on the last show where they just go out there with some, like, again, another young team and just, yeah, just show off what they can do. And I think you're right. They uh, Portia and Nicole Matthews already have a, like, amazing amount of chemistry with each other that um we forgot to do this before the show but we should look up to see if they've ever tagged together before this um if they were already attacking elsewhere because they look like they are like they look like they have been because they're so yeah. you know 
so good with each other already. And again, basically, this is just establishing um, two new tag teams uh, for this because yeah, Ariel and Josie, I like is a little underneath babyface team as well because I think I think they work well together because they both um, have a lot of fire for a hot tag, like whether it's Ariel or Josie, and they both. Um, got a lot of fan support which is good when they're getting the heat so i think i really like this team together as soon as it they sort the out the time music teaming, according to cage match the heels yeah yeah okay well there you go see it's it's pretty amazing how much chemistry they already have when they've uh they've just decided to put them together so yeah uh yeah like you said i think yeah it just shows a lot of potential for these teams and for the you know the versioning tag team division on in shimmer but Oddly enough, this was actually um, Josie's last match in Shimmer. What? Yeah. Oh my god. I know, no more booty rocking for us. No more booty rocking. Well, that's just... I was not ready for that. There's a few more, so um, be prepared. Wow, I was not ready for you to, to tell me that. That's that's interesting. Um, Yeah, well... Yeah, so long to Josie, it's I guess. around I guess, the time she went to TNA, right? Um, she didn't show up in TNA for um, about another year. I think it was the middle of 08 that she went to TNA. Oh. So I'm not sure what she does in the interim, but yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I think I've said this before in a previous episode when she was losing a lot. Like, I think, I really think they could have done a bit more with Josie, um, just because she was really over as a package and obviously had the crowd support. She was a Chicago local, um, you know, and she just seemed to be losing all the time. And I just, yeah, I wish they'd done a little bit more with her. But, yeah, I think, yeah, she had a good run and we obviously loved her for her theme music as we adopted it for our theme music for quite a while. We're going to have to find some new theme music now. It's Jeez, I, I, I was not ready for this. She, she's a lot of fun. She's a really good... She's kind of that perfect underneath baby face, get the crowd going, like is not going to steal the show, but is a lot of fun and, you know, just gets the crowd up. Exactly. Really. And you need people like that on a show. So. Yeah. Oh, well. exactly. We'll have to see what Ariel does now that she uh, does Lost not her partner. Yeah. Have a potential tag team. So we'll see. Mm hmm. All right. Moving on. We got a promo here as Becky Bayless is with the Minnesota Home Wrecking Crew. Um, so they're going to have a trios match tonight, and they're, they're asked to, who's going to be watching their, their back, and they've, they've scouted. Lacey went to the dirty UK and met the only good thing over there, which was Jetta. Um, and Becky goes, let me be the first one to welcome Jetta to Shimmer. And then... Um, Lacey and Ringo, well, the third. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that cracked me up huge. Um, and then she does a great promo and <laughs> where she talks about how she hates the States and its emphasis on plastic surgery. Like, look at all the guys with the big boobs in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, they, they're asked about a couple of the opponents, and uh, Lacey's like, well, I'm not scared of Daisy. I beat her like 5,700 times. Um, yeah, so this is the uh, the start of the international home wrecking crew uh, with Jetta aboard. So 
Um, this is very exciting. Yes. Is this is this a thing that like that happens going forward? The international home wrecking crew is yeah. a thing. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Good. I'm glad. Uh, yeah. This was. Um, yeah. I <laughs> this promo. Uh, I found it like mostly incomprehensible because uh, um, apparently the home wrecking crew's promo style is basically for Lacey to say something and Rain to immediately repeat it over her so that you can't understand anything that they say, which is super effective because it's annoying as fuck. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, then we get, yeah, then we get Jetta. Um, Who you can't understand because her heavy British accent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can understand. I just know what she was going on about with like guys having big boobs and shit. Like it was. It's because America emphasis I don't plastic know. surgeries. Yeah, I don't know if she misspoke and meant to say girls with big boobs or if no, she was I just calling the guys the fat, guy. fat. <laughs> or like, I just, yeah, I I was just at a loss at this promo, but I mean, it was, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so here we, but yeah, the, the main thing is that, yeah, we have Jenner in as the third, um, which, yeah, we will see a bit later in action. Um, next up, we have um, Alexa Thatcher defeating Ashley Lane at 455. Um, kind of your technical babyface versus babyface guy. Um, and there's actually a good Alice in Danger being based moment where where uh, Dave is talking about how small Ashley Lane is and Alice in Danger like completely shuts him down. Um, which uh, I, I, I like that. That was good. Um, but yeah, it's a fun, solid match. And um, Alexis Hatcher picks up the win in this short contest with a, the heart kick, I guess you would call that, uh, for the win. Yeah, I don't know what I would call it. It was interesting because uh, she just kind of picks her up and holds her head in place and then and then just kicked the shit out of her. It was punch that Daisy does, but with a kick. Yeah, like it, I saw it. Yeah, hard to explain, but yeah, that's basically yeah, that's a better way of putting it. Um, yeah, interesting, um, interesting finish, but yeah, so Alexa gets the win. Um, like Alexa versus Chile and Melissa, this was not. Um, but I mean, obviously, <laughs> Alexa and uh, Ashley Lane at the time were very, still very green, and uh, just getting a little sort of. What was it? Four or five minute showcase here. Um, I have uh, a new music to report now um, yeah. because this is Ashley Lane's first solo entrance um, coming out to uh, Cute is What We Aim For, which is a deep cut uh, from the emo scene. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to 2007. Um, <laughs> which, yeah, was an interesting choice, but I popped. Um so we'll see. I don't know that she's out wrestling cute is what we aim for at the moment, but she also hasn't had a lot to do so far. So, and she's pretty young. So that's fine. Yeah. I, yeah. So there's, yeah, there wasn't really much to this. It was just a short little baby face match. And yeah, like you said, yeah, Ashley Lane missed a, a diving crossbody and Alexa hit this kick and won. So yeah. And this is the last appearance of Alexa Thatcher. And Alexa's off. Interesting. Yeah, well, that's what I was wondering um, last volume when she had that great match with Melissa because, like, I know that I had never heard of Alexa Thatcher. 
And so I could not imagine that she had a long career in Shimmer or in on the Indies. Um, maybe she did on the Indies, I don't know. But, I mean, certainly in Shimmer she's gone. And I just, yeah, she came in like this, had a really great match with Melissa, and then Annie's gone ski. So we may have to do some digging and find out why that is. But, yeah. yeah. I think part of the reason there's so many um, changes between for this Shimmer is that the next Shimmer is six months from now. Well, that's also true. Like, they have, yeah, they've done a taping every few months this year, but then, yeah, the next one isn't until April, I think. Um, so, yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of changes in indie wrestling in, in six months, um, which is fair enough, but, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. We're saying goodbye to some people today. Yeah. This has been a weekend of um, new people and some of our faves leaving, so. And that's the, it. it sort of feels like, like that kind of time at this point because like we've been saying like they had the title tournament now they've established the title and and now they're starting to debut a few more people on these shows and and now we're sort of losing a few people as well as we go into 2008 and it does feel like a bit of a rebuilding phase for shimmer as they sort of develop their next sort of generation of roster and and then possibly develop the tag division and and all these new things that are happening so speaking of the tag division uh, next up, uh, we have the experience, uh, Lexi Fife and Malia Osaka defeating Alice in Danger and Serena Deeb in 1157. Um, so, uh, yeah, what did you think of this tag match? Um, I didn't mind it. I thought it was like a, a fun little tag. It wasn't, you know, out of this world, but it did the job. Um, like with the experience, like you, you know what you're getting from the experience at this point. Uh, and, um, you know, like like old old school heel team tactics. You know, taking the ref, double teaming, like that sort of thing. Like they, you know, what you're getting with them, and that's and that's what we got here as um as they took over Serena Deeb, who is our our favorite um, baby face in peril. Well, oh, yeah, my, she's great in this. My yeah. favorite face in peril on the roster at the moment. She's yeah, very very good at at taking the heat. Um yeah, so like I didn't really have a lot to say about it, I think, specifically, but I thought it was just, like, a good, solid tag team match. I don't mind the tag team of uh, Alison Danger and Serena Deeb, um, honestly, because, again, like, Serena is so good at um, at taking the heat and getting beat up, and Danger, I don't mind her hot tag, um, as, we've, as we saw in this match, because um, she actually, like, she has a lot of offense, um, so she knows how to yeah, actually go on cool, a roll. Yeah, so I, I didn't mind her hot tag. So I like this team. And obviously, because I can't have anything nice today, um, I know that we're going to – it'll be taken away from us immediately. But uh, for for one for this match, it was a pretty good babyface team. So I didn't mind that. I thought the, the one thing I noticed during this match is that for some reason, there was a USA chant, I believe, directed at Malia Hosaka. And she had to turn around to the crowd and tell them, like, I was born in the United States of America. Like, she's Hawaiian. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck is wrong with them? Uh, I, USA Chance in wrestling is some of the most bizarre shit in, like, history. Um, like, I still remember, what was it, WrestleMania 9? It's Yoko, Yokozuna and Bret Hart, and they start chanting USA. Hmm. Like, or like the who old, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, the old uh, 
I think it was Lance Storm or someone sport where Lance Storm is wrestling someone not from America and there's a USA chant and he stops and says, who are you cheering for when, <laughs> when they're both not American? So yeah, so an American, a USA chant directed at uh, an American is, you know, is a whole new level. Maybe they of, were cheering her on. Well, possibly, but you know, <laughs> I don't think we should give them not. too much credit for this, but yeah, apart uh, from that, I, yeah, I don't know how you felt about it, if you have anything to add, but I thought, yeah, and the other thing I didn't super like was the finish. Um, the finish was kind of a a misstep, like there was like a weird miscommunication, and um, there was some weird spots in this one, like there was one point where... Um, Deeb gets her knees up to stop a double team, and then they, she gets the hot tag to danger. And Lexi Fife just has to like kill time. Yeah. And, and instead of like stopping the tag, she just kind of her and Malia just have to stand there and look like idiots. Well, that's um, so it. there was some weird stuff. In yeah, the that that whole thing was weird because um, that was a time when the heels were double teaming and danger was basically distracting the referee so that the heels could double team. Like she was like yeah. distracting the ref while they were doing this. And then Deeb ended up getting her knees up and countering and then, and it, you know, and, but then apparently didn't stop the hot tag, but yeah, like you said, that's why they had to stand around and wait for it. Um, yeah. And then the finish itself, um, it wasn't that it was botched. It just, I just didn't like it because it's that stupid finish where, for no reason at all, the baby face is like arguing with the ref and distracting the ref again, like again, like she just did two minutes ago. Um, Danger's arguing with the ref, and right in front of her, the heels are hitting the double team on her partner. Yeah. And then the ref turns around and counts the pin, and she doesn't do anything about it. And it's like it just makes Danger in this case look so stupid. Like, you know, yeah. it just I I really dislike it like just the way that it's done like when she's literally looking right at what is happening and like and you know and it's too stupid to notice or to break up the pin like it yeah so the the finish I didn't like like in general you know like yeah apart from some weird moments it was just a a decent tag um I I did like at the end like as they're leaving Danger is giving a massage to Deep's shoulder that was hurt in the match like that was a nice sweet moment like yeah and again, again, because I've been uh, trained by WWE, I was also expecting Danger to turn heel on her in that moment, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was glad that she didn't. Uh, yeah. um, I have a note from the next match that I'm going to put right here, because <laughs> on commentary, Allison Danger in the next match starts talking about how, with all these tag teams in Shimmer, I should uh, re- rejoin my old tag team with Sarah Del Rey and go after some tag titles. Oh! Like, completely thrown under the bus. Like, as soon as she mentions tag title, she's like, oh, I should actually, you know, get my real tag team partner, like, in, in Del Rey. Like, wow. I know. That I... was so rude. That was so rude. I did not like that at all. Poor Serena Deep. I love Serena Deep, and really, she really needs to be doing a lot more. Yeah. Uh, but apparently not good enough to team with Danger. Yeah, like, how rude. Like, it was Danger's fault that they fucking lost. Like, <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh. And they had that nice sweet moment at the end with the yeah. massage, and I'm like, 
like, oh, maybe this team will go somewhere. The very next match, when Danger gets back, she's like, oh, a tag division. I better get my partner. Yeah, I better team up with the champion of Shimmer instead. Hello. <laughs> Who, like, really wants to team with you and not defend her own title. Yeah. Hello, um, <laughs> hello, Triple H. She's, we've, we've got Triple H Danger back. We haven't had her in a while, but. <laughs> booking yeah, yourself good. booking yourself over um yeah oh, yeah all right let's let's move on um so now we have um cindy rogers defeating daphne in 539 um so yeah um i think early on the referee wants to like check daphne for weapons and she screams and the referee just doesn't check her for weapons yeah, Fair which is, nice. it's the same spot that she's been doing in all her matches, Daphne. So it's just, yeah, just the standard Daphne opening. Um, yeah, and yeah. this match wasn't very good. Um, but we had the knee injury that uh, of Daphne's that's been kind of in and out during this matches. And um, Cindy Rogers just kind of takes advantage of it, destroys it. Uh, I was in danger. Another thing about Deeb, she, she made the comment that... Um, after the match, she was making like she took so long to get out here because she was making sure Deeb remained devious after taking that gourd buster in the previous match. Which is very sweet and a great pun. But then again, why would you then turn around and drop her like she's hot? Like I just yeah. <laughs> wow. I know. Cold right? game. This, this was all over the place. Yeah. For this one, um, but yeah, the the choke submission wins it for Cindy Rogers. Um, Pretty much like a, in a little bit of an extended squash um, with Daphne. Daphne's not really, she's not working in Shimmer. It, it's it seems. No, no she's something's very a, something's askew. Yeah, she's just very out of place um, in this company on this roster. Um, yeah, because she just like obviously she's just not really much of an in ring worker, and it. It shows, and it's bringing down all the matches that she's in. I mean, like this was nothing, like not not a good match. And Cindy really should have better things to do, um, frankly. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, it's the same thing. She does the screaming gimmick, and you know, goofs around and does comedy in the beginning, and then and then suddenly she has her knee injury back and the heels work over her knee. Um, like it's, you know, it's the same thing and it's not in a good way. Um, yeah, I don't know. And, uh, my, uh, my partner was sitting in for a lot of what I was watching this show and had a lot of opinions about the fashion sense of women wrestlers in 2007, uh, to put it that way. Um, good but, or bad. <laughs> interesting. Um, <laughs> And Especially Daphne. She sat. She had. I'm sure she had something to say about Daphne. Yeah, uh, Daphne uh, was described to me as Harley Quinn on St. Patrick's Day, <laughs> which, which is the line that I um, that I remembered and wanted to get in. So, but yeah, I mean, apart from that, yeah, it was a Daphne match. It wasn't good, and yeah, I agree. I don't know how long I really want them to keep putting Daphne in the ring because it's yeah, she is very out of place in Shimmer, and it's noticeable um how much she drags down the matches that she's in <laughs> frankly so um yeah she just needs a gimmick change well let's move on to the next one then um which is the the 
the team of Daisy Hayes, Eden Black, and Mischief defeating Jetta, Rain, and Lacey at 2301. Um, I have a lot of notes on this one, but uh, um, do you, no, do I was going to gonna say you can you can take it away because uh, okay. I can only imagine. <laughs> this is a match. As soon as I watch it, I message Stacy and I'm like, "There's a match coming up. I'm in love." Um, <laughs> and you're like. What show is it from? <laughs> like this one. Oh, okay. I got it. Um, so Jetta comes out and matches outfits with her with her new teammates. And um, they do some amazingly awkward, intentionally awkward high fives, which makes me very happy. <laughs> um, Rain comes wearing safety goggles because Mischief does the mist. And she yells, I have the power. <laughs> Which made me <laughs> crack up. Uh, and then the baby faces come out, and they all have flowers, like Daisy, including Mischief. And she looked so happy to have one. Like, I, I felt very nice for her. It brought a big smile to my face. You, you've never seen a goth uh, be so happy to have a flower in your life. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we get the intros, and during the intros, they um, Jetta lets the announcer know that or uh, I forget who let the announcer know but they wanted Jetta to be announced as the cream to their Oreo <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing um, <laughs> so um, Bryce is trying to um, yeah um, skip that note because I don't make doesn't make sense but uh, I think they're all wearing friendship bracelets too the international home wrecking crew that they gave each other see that but that is amazing like i think they were like exchanging friendship bracelets before the match oh i can't um, believe i missed that bit yeah oh that's cute um the heels kick the running crews um oh sorry the heels in, in my notes i referred to um mischief daisy hayes and um eden black as the heels sorry <laughs> because so, to you it, they were the heels in this match exactly but they came over and they kicked over the the wrecking crew's water uh, which wasn't very cool um <laughs> this is before the match starts, so we're <laughs> This is all before the match, yeah. <laughs> so the heels the heels, the wrecking crew do does paper, rock, scissors to determine who's gonna start and they have to do it in multiple rounds. <laughs> yeah, because there's three of them and then nobody wins. <laughs> yeah. It's a three way tie. It starts breaking down the strategy of rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> which was great commentary. Uh, the crowd starts chanting, we want wrestling. Um, and from there, whoever was in the ring put on the goggles and they just exchanged it when they did tags. Because <laughs> they needed to be protected. I don't know why they didn't wear three goggles, but uh, they just had the one pair that they exchanged between them. <laughs> um, so a lot of stalling and silliness. Um uh, oh yeah, and then Hayes chases Jetta away, and they do like multiple laps around the ring, and then Jetta kind of sneaks into the ring with the goggles, and then she tags Lacey and gives her the goggles, and then Rain, and then Dave Prezak does an awesome Simpsons Simpsons reference and goes, "These goggles do nothing." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm up for that. That's fine. And then, yeah, and at this point, the crowd is actually chanting boring 
because they're like what idiots. stalling. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with them, but they've been stalling so much at this point. Um, yeah, and then there was like there was one last thing. Um, um, so at this point, um, the the they do a triple scream with mischief um, at mischief, and it has no effect on her. <laughs> and then mischief does the scream, and they all fall down. Yeah, that was a good bit. And I just laugh at the notion that, like, screaming at someone should have an effect. Like, <laughs> in real life, if you scream at someone, they're not going to bump. <laughs> but in wrestling... <laughs> they do. Yeah. Um, and then at that point, the wrecking crew can't hear each other, so they have to yell at each other's ears to, to, to communicate. Yeah, there's hearing loss, yeah. Um, and I think that's when we get the t- the, the first tie up. Yeah. Uh, and the ch- the crowd goes nuts. They get a big pop. <laughs> then, the lock up. Yeah. And then mischief rips off the goggles and throws them away, but luckily Jetta recovers them. Um, <laughs> Lacey's doing a submission on someone and she's doing push ups during it and showing off the guns. <laughs> and then mischief counters the submission by screaming. Yeah. That's how she escapes. It's literally an offensive move for her, even though, you know, it doesn't really fit in the laws of physics, but nevertheless. Um, this leads to a giant, um, this leads to a submission chain where each person puts a submission on someone else. So like all six have submissions on and Dave Prezak announces, this is a giant submission predicament. <laughs> that it was. <laughs> oh boy. Um, so, so we eventually we get double pins by Hayes and Jetta, and they both bridge up. And then Jetta offers a handshake and says, "You got skills." And then she, Hayes won't take the handshake, so she puts one hand behind her back, and Hayes stupidly accepts it. And then Jetta hits a forearm and then mocks her for being so stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Can you take over from here? I'm laughing too hard on my own notes. Yeah, I think Steven's having an asthma attack. I'll take over. Um, yeah, so basically from here, we uh, sort of slowly get into what may resemble an actual wrestling match. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> um, there, there was a nice spot where um, you literally sound like you're choking to death. Um, I'm just I drank keep... some water to try to recover because I was sweating so much from all my <laughs> I choked on it. I'm just gonna keep talking over your death. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Yeah, uh, yeah. Daisy uh, did a wheelbarrow and then got caught in a full Nelson by Lacey, and then lay- and Rain tagged in and laid down and put her knees up to do a double team, and then Daisy countered and like dropped Lacey onto Rain's knees, which was a fun spot. Um, but yeah, apart from uh, once we get past all that, uh, the heels basically then take over on um, on Eden Black. And Eden Black is the the lucky one that takes the heat um, during this match. And the heels are just, like, they're just so great together. And, I mean, Jetta fits in with them effortlessly. Wow. It's just, like, it's amazing, like, how how easily she fits in with them when they're such an established tag team. Um, You know, but they're so good as a trio. Um, I popped when um, Jetta did the uh, – I don't know if anyone else does them, but I know – Marafuji does them the where you stand next to someone's neck and then crank the neck, um, do the neck twist. Like I, I really love that shit. Um, that's what Jetta was doing. Um, I remember Rain jumping off the top rope into a flying back rake, 
which yeah. she was so fucking proud of. <laughs> like, she did a flying backrake. How could you not be proud of A that? flying backrake. And it was amazing. And she was so proud of herself. Um, yeah. And then uh, at, at one point, Daisy Hayes on the apron threw her flower at them because uh, they were all ganging up on uh, Eden Black. She threw the flower and then Jenna picked it up and used it as a weapon and then um, and then wiped her ass on it like Shawn Michaels with the flag. So, uh, yeah, like it just – yeah, shenanigans, but it does break down into a wrestling match um, and the heels are just so great on offense, just beating the shit out of uh, Eden Black. There's a very long, very long heat on her. And then, finally, we get the hot tag to Daisy, who was not yet, um, you know, has been itching to get into this match. Um, big hot tag to Daisy. She runs wild. Everyone is running all over the pace, place, big schmoz. Um, the heels end up on the floor, and Daisy dives onto all three of them on the floor, does her big dive off the top. But, uh, yeah. She's holding both flowers at Holding point. the flowers, yeah. So it's a loaded dive. <laughs> it's a double loaded dive um yeah it does the dive with the flowers and then uh and then holds them and Eden Black does a dive off the apron onto the heels as well and then uh and then the heels are held down again and then Mischief teases uh and runs to do a dive through the ropes and then fakes and stops and just screams at them because <laughs> that's that it. was after Jetta also called a timeout at that point yeah uh yeah, a bit late for that. Um, <laughs> I really like, and it's a little thing, but I really liked these dives because you could see the baby faces literally like picking them up and holding them in place for the yeah. dives. Like they weren't just standing around waiting for it, which is a little thing that I liked about it. Um, yeah, and then uh, unless you want to jump in and add anything else. Um, no, we're into the finish. Yeah, here. we get to the finish, and Daisy Hayes gets Jetta back in the ring and hits the uh, heart punch Yakuza kick combo. And pins Jetta after 23 minutes, you said, which is a very long tag match, and that's not including the ten, literal 10 minutes of stalling before the bell. Um, uh, I love this. Yeah, so this was like a whole half hour, um, <laughs> and it was basically uh, the best uh, Chikara trios match you've ever seen, um, is basically how I would describe it, because... Like in you know a fun one um, because there's just so much shenanigans, so much stalling and comedy and just just bullshit. And then great wrestling from the heels, and then yeah, and then it broke down into a great um, great tag team wrestling match. So I yeah really just loved all of this top to bottom, and I know you loved it even more. I did because and then after you're the literally match, choking you're... to death about it. <laughs> the aftermath of the match, the heels tied two of the flowers up on the steel barricade. <laughs> And the baby faces had to rescue them, but then they couldn't find the third flower. And then you, the 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 video camera pans over, and the three of them are stomping the shit out of that flower. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Hayes has to chase them all off, oh, um, and then they all gather together with the flowers they've recovered, and they did a flower dance. <laughs> and I I lost it. That this was one of the most enjoyable things we've seen in Chimmer in a while. Yes, this is just I wrote in all caps a super fun happy time uh, because it was. <laughs> it really was. It is just, yeah amazing. Um, after all of that, um, yeah, this is the last time we'll see Eden Black as well in Shimmer. 
interesting. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, like, they they really seemed to be high on her and, like, wanted to push her. Um, even though they kept calling her Indirific every 30 seconds um, commentary. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, Dave's showing his love in mysterious ways. But, yeah, well, interesting. Again, like, I, we may have to go and do a little research and, and see what happens to these guys. But, yeah, that's, hmm, I'm saying goodbye to a lot of people today. She went out on she went out on a high because that was <laughs> certainly she that did, was the best yes. match Eden Black was in during her shimmer run. Yeah, so. by by um, a country mile, I think is the saying. Yeah, that people say. Um, yeah, so yeah, fuck if that's worth your your nine ninety nine for streamshimmer.com right there. Um, go back, just go to volume sixteen, scroll to this match and watch it, uh, and you'll thank me. It's it's a blast. It's amazing. But let's move on. There's there's the main events now that we've uh, got all that out of the way. We have two main events. Um, but first up, we have Amazing Kong defeating Cheer Melissa in eight minutes and fifty six seconds. Um, I went last time first, so I'll, I'll let you uh, tackle this. <laughs> cool. Um, well, that's good because I actually really enjoy this. Um. I liked it. I liked it more than the Kong Del Rey match from the last volume. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I think this was much better paced um, mm. and just had a lot more intensity and really was a better showcase for Kong, like in terms of how you play off Kong and her size and everything. I think this is really cool. It's funny to note actually um, before the match starts, like, well, I mean, Kong came out again to her ridiculous music, which was even more ridiculous today because she came out pissed. Like so angry because she lost uh, the title match in the last volume. She didn't she yell, "I'm bad now." <laughs> I think she. I think it was mad. She's like, "I'm mad now." Okay. Um, okay. I could be wrong, but yeah, she was fucking ropeable um, coming out, which is you know dangerous as hell. But the other um, the other funny thing I thought about before the match started is that uh, before the next tapings of Shimmer, cheerleader Melissa actually debuts in TNA. As Raisha, as Raisha Saeed, um, Kong's new manager, um, hmm. entourage uh, person. So, yeah, so they actually sort of team up in TNA not long after this, but first they beat the shit out of each other. So, uh, yeah, and I, I just really liked how this went. Like, Melissa just went nuts at the start, got a big flurry, knocked Kong down off her feet. She's just trying to get a jump start and take her down before she gets killed. Because um, she knows she's going to get killed. And then, yeah, she gets his flurry of offense first, and then Kong just Kongs up and just goes on a rampage and just smashes her. Like, there was a point at which Kong somehow hit a spine buster on Melissa when she was on the ground. Like, when Kong was on the ground. And I don't know how that worked, like, physically, but, it, like, it did. And it, it was amazing, like, that she did that. Um, but, yeah, all just, just the way this match just worked, like I said, the pacing, the... The amount of like offense that Melissa was getting and the amount that Kong was selling, um, I just really liked. Like there was a strike battle in here um, a bit early on, and like Melissa was getting her shots in, but Kong was getting her shots in, and hers were just hitting so much harder, and Melissa was just selling so much more. And then Kong won the strike battle, and then they go outside. Like I just, I really liked. Yeah, like I said, how they worked it. Like, it was sort of, it was perfect. Um, and yeah, and then they go outside, and Kong threatens to powerbomb Melissa on the floor. 
Melissa counters, um, just keeps punching her in the head until she, um, until she drops her. Um, and I think there was like a great little moment where Melissa is on the ground after this and she basically just like commando crawls backwards on, on her stomach basically to get some room between her and Kong so that she could jump up and, and do a running thing. And then she runs at Kong and Kong just fucking obliterates her with a lariat. Oh, on the floor, that was, which was such an intense one. Oh, it was so good. Oh my god, just absolutely murdered her. It was a huge cutoff. And then, and then Melissa, like they're still on the floor. Um, Melissa's next to the post. Uh, Kong picks up a chair and just fucking flings it at Melissa. <laughs> Melissa ducks out of the way. She just fucking discus this this chair, right? <laughs> It misses Melissa, but it hits a photographer who's standing there at ringside. I assume it's the photographer. It hits this poor guy at ringside, the photographer, who has to no-sell it because he doesn't fucking know any better. So she's like, like, you know, flung this chair at him and he's just no-sold it, which I thought was hilarious. But like, holy shit, it was dangerous. I know, she was reckless at that shit. God, like... And yeah, and then they go, oh, by the way, this has nothing to do with this match, but I forgot to say um, during the previous match, speaking of, you know, bystanders, um, when the heels came out and started jacking with the crowd during the entrance, one of those little kids that was standing on the barricade fucking spit in Rain's face. Oh, really? I, yeah, like for real. I was like, holy shit, because I mean, this is 2021 and you cannot (laughs) fucking spit anywhere anymore. Like, like it just, can you imagine like that kid would have been like killed and, and buried if they'd done it now like oh my god kicked out of the building even at the time yeah like it's fucking crazy like i guess because it was a kid but like oh my god anyway i just remember that because of the photographer but anyway um this match um yeah like we said like melissa yeah she got killed by the lariat but avoided the chair shot from hell um that literally would have decapitated her if she (laughs) if she did like she just like discus it like it's amazing Oh my god! And then they get back in the ring, um, and Melissa basically just unleashes all of these big moves off the top, just trying to hit these bombs on Kong one after the other. She hits a big, um, a big runner off the top on Kong, and Kong like eats shit with this big bum. Then Melissa hits a big missile drop kick off the top that Kong rolls through and no cells. Like fuck you! And then um, and then they end up. Oh, and then she, Melissa goes to the sunset flip. And then Kong sits down on her. Yeah, that um, looked awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. And then Melissa bridged up. And bridged um, up with Kong sitting on her chest, which was yeah, insane. Like, so yeah, they're really getting intense now. Um, Melissa hits um, Kong with a powerbomb off the top, like grabs her off the top and hits this powerbomb. Bang. Like, just big move after big move. She goes up and then hits a double stomp on Kong. Like, She's just hitting everything she can from a great height to kind of, like, get the momentum and hit these bombs on her. Kong gets her foot on the rope after the double stop, like, not even kick out. Just gets her foot on the rope uh, for the near four. And then, yeah, and then when they're back up, uh, Kong ends up hitting um, hitting a spinning back fist and the lariat, which, again, was a, like, disgusting lariat, um, hits the combo, but Melissa kicks out of the spinning back fist lariat um, 
finish a combo. She kicks out, and Kong is basically just like, fuck you, you're dead. Hits a power bomb, kills her with it, goes up, hits the splash off the top, boom, dead. Like, so it was the, that's it enough fucking around you're gonna die now like and like i said a million times i just really liked the pace of this how they worked it it was really urgent it had a lot of intensity especially at the end with all those big bombs melissa was trying to hit before she just you know kind of Kong just like had enough and and stopped it and just and just killed her so i i really like this and i still just want to give melissa everything on the earth yeah, this was great. Um, and it was like a good length of time where it was like a like a bomb throwing um, type match. Um, and yeah, you've hit all you hit all the big spots. It, it was just here's a monster and here's someone who is fucking tough as shit doing anything she can to take down the monster. But the monster's just too big. Um, but Melissa was throwing her bombs because she's kind of she kind of was the monster before Kong got here um so it, it's interesting seeing her in that role and uh, i did i did like that whole stretch where she's like well i can't you know out like i can't just outstrike her and beat her down like i i would do with alexa thatcher um so she started going to the top and doing all these top rope moves and that's what got her the advantage and almost the win but just not quite enough um, I did find it interesting Melissa loses again here, so it's clear Melissa's not going to be lined up for a title shot soon. So um, if she ever does get to face Sarah Delray for the title, like she's she's dropping down that pecking order. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah, which and it, and it disappoints me because what I was thinking during this match, especially because like after every Melissa match, I just think you know give Melissa everything, and but now that like you said she's lost again, she's not going to get a title shot presumably anytime soon and it just all i want is for the del rey melissa rematch because like i'm if that ever happens i'm really looking forward to that um and yeah i just i really wish yeah they would push her more because it's melissa and she fucking rules um and yeah i don't think she she doesn't usually have enough to do in shimmer and i think it's just she just happens to be the odd one out most of the time because like del rey's the eighth i'm yeah, is the ace and the champion now, and, you know, and, yeah, she's, ever since the Mischief Feud ended, which was a long time ago now, um, she hasn't really had a, really a feud or really any kind of angle, it's just, she's just there to match up with whoever, and I really think she needs a lot more to do, even if it's not a title match. I I completely agree, she friggin' rules. Well, I, I do know when I was watching Shimmer the last couple of years, her and Mercedes were the tag champions um, uh, until they lost it to the C-Stars. So at least in yeah. 20 years. Um, <laughs> she'll be doing she'll, something. Yeah, She'll be doing something for sure. Um, I'm just trying to look ahead to see. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Some oh. fun stuff coming up with with uh melissa so look forward to that and because it's kong there's an instant replay of the destruction of that match uh, (laughs) and it looked insanely intense and great the only thing that get replays in shimmer are kudo drivers and amazing kong matches yeah and uh, i'm okay with that oh yeah because you know what there was a point during the match the match where melissa tried to go for the kudo driver which was like oh honey like 
<laughs> that's not going to work. But I thought um, with Sarah Del Rey going for the um, the whatever the world butterfly, yeah. But she hit it, so well, I was that's like, true, oh, yeah. fuck, who knows? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. But yeah, no, that that didn't really didn't really work. Uh, yeah, and then she got cut off. But yeah, it was yeah very hard hitting match. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, so finally, the the main event, uh, Sarah Jove successfully defends the uh, Shimmer title against Sarah Stock, uh, winning two falls to one in 21 minutes and sorry in nine seconds. Um, this was an interesting match. Um, the first fall is all kind of like uh, starts off with a lot of feeling out. Um, uh, Sarah Del Rey's selling is so subtle and so good. Absolutely love the way uh, um, she sells everything. Uh, and then it starts to pick up with Sarah Stock. Oh, man. I just put Sarah in the notes for everything. <laughs> oh, um, Stephen Graham. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, this was the battle of the Sarahs. Uh, Complete with complete with our Let's Go Sarah chant when they started wrestling. So <laughs> that made me happy. Too. Yeah, but um, you, you've got to sort out your note taking with the Sarahs. Uh, I, got because... it. I think I put an H at the end of one Sarah and not an H at the end of the other. There you so go. I think we're good. Um, yeah. Oh good. So yeah, so it kind of picks up here as uh, Sarah Sarah Stock starts. <laughs> I have to add names. Oh my. Um, with Stock starts uh, hitting some lucha moves. Um. And then uh, Del Rey, uh, and then she gets caught in the electric chair, uh, and but Stock turns that into a bulldog. It was a nice little sequence. Uh, but then a huge kind of um, wheelbarrow suplex by Del Rey uh, gets the the win there in the first fall. Um, do you have anything about the first fall? No, not a lot to add. Like you said, it was just yeah, kind of feeling out, just mat based. Um, you know, just good wrestling. Basically, like this, it was really good. It's just not a lot um, to say about it. Yeah, and then the, the big bulldog, and then yeah, dorating that that suplex and bridging up and and pinning her. And yeah, that was the first fall. Yeah, that that was yeah. And then the Seguna Kaida, um, we have uh, um, yeah. So th- this one, this falls feels a little bit more awkward. I'm I'm not sure. Um, these two didn't seem it, on their game together in the second fall. Well, I, I, I didn't feel that as much. I just felt like the tone suddenly shifted of it because the first fall in the beginning, it was just wrestling back and forth, like pretty evenly, you know, matched. Um, it was like as soon as the second fall started, it felt like Del Rey immediately started beating the hell out of her. And yeah. it was just – it was all Del Rey. And Sarah Stock was was suddenly like yeah like a little like an underneath baby face like like getting heat on and it yeah which just it felt really weird compared to you know the start of the match and and the rest of the match um and yeah it was just interesting and I don't know if it, like it's sort of I liked in the first four how Danger kept saying you know, the first fall is so important. Nobody wants to make the first mistake and lose the first fall because then you're behind and all that sort of stuff. And then that's what that's what happened to Sarah Stock. And then suddenly she is behind the eight ball and suddenly, you know, eating shit and, you know, and taking the heat. Um, 
and I think and Del Rey just got more dominant feeding off that that first pin. I don't know if that's what they were going for, but that's like you're right then in that it felt yeah, I, I don't even know how to explain it because nothing was bad and it it made sense in that in that sense, but like it yeah, it just was kind of weird as well. Like I don't know if they were trying to capitalize as well because I thought at one point like I know that Sarah Stock got a lot of cheers last volume against Daisy Hayes. Um I don't know if they would just wanted Del Rey to maybe be a bit of a subtle heel and then Sarah Stock like get a bit of heat on Stock because she's so popular. Um, you know, and feed into that. Like I like yeah, I really I can't explain it, but it just yeah, Del Rey was really dominant in the second poll. Yeah. And then um yeah, Stock was just kinda hanging in there until she hit a big drop kick. And then just and then basically just gets a roll up on like a lucha kind of roll up out of nowhere and pins Del Rey. Which yeah, becoming it, the second uh yeah. woman to pin Sarah Del Rey and Shimmer, which is kind of a big deal. It um, is a big deal. And so it, it almost felt like it was it was too easy after all that. You know what I mean? Like just for the fact that she's been, you know, un, like not undefeated, but undefeated for so long since then and no one's been able to beat her that I know I know it's two out of three falls and that's the nature of the match, but it just because I mean even Prazak at one point was saying that I think it was Prazak, maybe it was Danger, who said like, you know, Del Rey's gonna be pissed because she basically just got pinned by a by a roll up. Like yeah. kinda like, you know, belittling it and it was just like, wow, well then, you know, why would you have her lose to that then? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> But You're the booker. Man. Yeah. <laughs> It just, yeah, it felt, yeah, it felt kind of abrupt, um, you know, and I, it just, it felt like, you know, we have to get some falls in because it's two out of three falls. I don't, yeah, I don't feel like they sort of worked up to the the gimmick of the match, like, and really capitalized on it per se. Um, but like, I think, yeah, because I mean, as the match goes on and we go into the third fall, Unless you have anything else to jump in, no, just um, there was just some really great uh, vicious forearms by Sarah Del Rey in the corner. Yes, I out because they looked awesome. Yes, they did, and that's and that's what I mean. Like it really stuck out how much she was dominating her during that fall. Like yeah, and then in the third fall, they pretty much it's, it's almost like, like the finishing thing. stretch, yeah, of the match <laughs> because yeah. Delray goes for the Royal Butterfly and Sarah Stock gets out. And I think it was important to know at the beginning that um, they explained that uh, Delray got the Butterfly on Sarah Stock during their first match during the title tournament. Um, but she didn't get the slam part. Like, so Stock escaped before she got slammed. So that was like a little wrinkle. Like, can she get the slam on this time? And it, as it turns out, no, she escaped the Royal Butterfly again. Um, Sarah, uh, Sarah Stock went for the Tiger Driver. Del Rey got out of it. Um, they were doing a lot of roll-ups and pinning combinations and and pins and stuff like that, which and which made sense after that because I mean every time Sarah Stock went for like a sunset flip or something or like or a roll-up, Prezak and them would freak out because they just saw Del Rey get pinned by a roll-up. So it was like, yeah. oh my god, she could really pin her with this, which I think. Like, he's good in the sense that, like, you like – I like it when you can get real finishes out of, like, simple stuff. Like, if you can make us think that Del Rey is going to get pinned by a roll-up, like, you know what I mean? It, 
it's like it's an achievement, but it's also yeah, and then yeah, it's also it felt smaller than it should have been. The match, I think, is I don't know if that's the right word to say, um, but it just yeah, because I mean, I, I actually can you you can jump in with the finish because I didn't write down what yeah, happened at the finish. Sure. Yeah, so um, basically at this point someone would go for a move and the other one would count it into a pinning attempt. And there was a lot of that. There was actually a double chant, which is not something super common in Shimmer because they're usually pretty good about their facial dynamics. Mm. So um, they kind of had two people that kind of are baby faces, but also kind of play that tweener role. So that was uh, interesting. The crowd uh, picked up on that. Uh, but yeah, after um, all these attempts, uh, Sarah Stock went for Rana uh, and then Sarah Del Rey uh, rolled her up uh, for the pin. So no, like, super definitive finish. It, um, outside of the, the first fall, which was like uh, a wheelbarrow suplex, it was all kind of roll-ups for the other two falls. So even though she won two, th- out of th- two out of three falls, which make you think it's a dominant victory, it was kind of like not the most dominant victory. Like, they left it open that um, Sarah Stock wasn't um wasn't done here yeah and i like i like i like that about it and like i said i by the end of the match i was really impressed that they could get so much out of what were just roll-ups like because they're with the last two falls they sort of established that even a roll-up can can beat sarah Ray if it's like tight enough you know what i mean like so it it gave all those near falls kind of um a legitimacy that they don't always necessarily have, um, which is good, like, you know, which again, like, is, is interesting, um, you know, from a working perspective, but also it didn't, it didn't feel like this great big main event, to put it that way, or great big title match. Like it, like I said, it, like it was worked sort of surprisingly small in that, in that sense, because it was basically just all about roll ups <laughs> in the end. <laughs> and they didn't hit a lot of big moves on the other. Like they really didn't like neither of them hit their finish. Like you said, that big German, um, that ended the first fall, like that was, you know, one of the only real big impact moves of the match. Really. It was like, they were saving a lot of stuff for rematches. It was like they were saving it, but like it, it felt like they were saving stuff for a different match, which isn't, necessarily what you want out of a match <laughs> especially a big especially a main event title match of like of a volume like because i knew um we would have talked about this really early on our early episodes talking about the del rey um mercedes feud because they had uh three big matches with each other plus a four-way um and they managed to go a lot of volumes and a lot of matches without necessarily hitting their finisher and pinning the other and that was um it was part of the the genius of the the feud and that series of matches they had because they could go back to it and do it again and you still had the question of whether one can hit their finish on the other or whether one can beat the other um because they still left some like their big moves in the tank for later and i don't know if that's what they were going for here to like keep it open for future matches but i think the delray mercedes matches were better at mm-hmm. holding stuff back while still making it feel really big and really epic. And like, they'd just gone through a massive, you know, great match. Whereas here it felt like they were just holding everything back and just didn't want to hit anything. Um, and they just, and just use roll-ups for the finishes, which it, yeah, it, 
it didn't really feel as big as I wanted it to. And especially because their first match, um, the semi-final from the title tournament, awesome. was amazing. And I loved it. It's literally like, you know, um, my new favorite match in Shimmer so far. Like, I really legitimately loved it. It was insane. And it, and it was big and crazy, and they hit each other with everything and went all out. And without, again, without necessarily hitting their finish on the other. Um, but here, it just felt like they weren't, they weren't going all out. And it's sort of weird because this one was the main event. This one was the, for the title. And, and yeah, and it kind of just sort of left, left a bit too much on the table, I felt. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, it's kind of a weird set of tapings where, um, I feel things, not the main, not the final title match, um, kind of stole the shows. Um, and Sarah Del Rey, as great as she's been, um, you know, from day one, um, I don't know. There was something about this weekend, uh, where her, her matches weren't, you know, the blow away matches we usually get with Sarah Del Rey. So I'm not sure what was going on there. Um, maybe just weird booking or I don't know an off weekend or whatever it was, but, um, an interesting, uh, taping, uh, date yeah. this time. Yeah. And I mean, and it, I mean, it speaks to how great Del Rey is that we're sitting here saying, you know, she's not as good as she has been when like, you know, she's sort of only having really good matches. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, and I don't, I don't want to sort of like, you know, to bury her because like, it's not that like these matches have been really good. It's just, they good. they're yeah, not blow away I'm, I'm... great. And that's what, you know, we've kind of come to expect from her. And like you said, we're not used to the undercard matches necessarily being better than Del Rey's main events. Um, you know, and, but they definitely have been the last two shows. So it's just, yeah, interesting. Yeah. What has, has happened in the set of tapings, like you said. Still good matches though. Like totally worth watching. Oh yeah. Um, let's think overall of this show. Um, overall, like you said, like a bit odd in just in places, um, certain things, like still fun. Um, I felt like they, blitz through the undercard on this show like it went the undercard went by like that until they got up to the six men um i don't know if that was just me um but yeah and then they had a really you know long half an hour you know six men trios match in the main events um so it sort of it felt paced a little bit differently than normal maybe the show um but yeah, I really enjoyed the back end because yeah, the six men, Kong and Melissa, and even this match, like I said, we've just been sort of critiquing it, but I mean, it was still a really good match. Um, yeah, so very top heavy, uh, a card, but uh, honestly, more so like middle heavy because that six men was the clear highlight, I think, and, and Melissa, um, and Kong. Uh, yeah, so it was like, it, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't my favorite volume necessarily. Um, but I think that, yeah, those two matches in the middle, they really, um, really saved it. What did you yeah, think? Um, there was a lot of fun on this, this show for sure. Um, it, it, yeah. And it definitely feels like this weekend was kind of a, like the start of a rebuild. Like a yeah. lot of things seem to be, um, seem to be, you know, on the, on the change here. Like, uh, we had a bunch of new talent in, uh, a bunch of talent on their last shows. Um, 
just a a lot a lot of tag focus, even though we don't have a tag division or tag titles. So it definitely feels like a show where they're they're trying to like, okay, we got a title now. Let's like we had a format. Um, let's figure out a new format. Um, like where are we gonna go now that we're kind of becoming a different promotion with a different focus. So uh, it definitely felt like that, but there's some great shit on this. Uh, like that six man was unbelievable. Kong yeah. Melissa was like everything you want it to be. Um, so yeah, definitely a show that was very enjoyable. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, like I don't think there has been one shimmer volume we've watched so far that has not been enjoyable and not been worth the watch. Um, which is the great thing about Shimmer. Um, so like we've been saying, you know, if anyone wants to follow along and, w- and watch these shows along with us, um, it's totally, totally worth your money, worth your, you know, $9.99 or whatever it is, uh, to sign up to streamshimmer.com and watch these volumes because they are very, very easy to watch and they are very fun to watch and you never feel like you've uh, wasted wasted your time watching them for sure. And like you said, and, and I think I said earlier, like it does feel like a rebuild and we're getting sort of into like the second phase, so to speak, of Shimmer now that the title's established. And they yeah, trying to establish tag teams, bringing new people in, the roster's changing. Yeah, and, and like we said before, like the next taping is not for another six months. <laughs> um, yeah. And a lot a lot can change on the indie scene in six months. And the other thing that we've been saying is that a lot of people on the Shimmer roster are starting to debut in TNA now that TNA have brought in a um, the women's division and the knockouts title. So, it, um, yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on the TNA regulars uh, to see when they either leave or maybe stop appearing so much or whatever happens with them because I honestly don't know. I don't remember the exact um, uh, working relationship between them. Um, between TNA and, and the Indies, in, in, in regards to the women at least, I know TNA had a lot of issues with Ring of Honor and stuff like that, but I don't know if they're going to stop coming to Shimmer or not, um, depending on. So, yeah, the uh, the landscape is changing. I feel like over this kind of period, so we'll just have to yeah keep an eye on it and see what what direction the next show is going. Yeah, exactly. Well, I look forward to watching that and discussing it with you, Stacey, and um, all the lovely listeners we have. Um, thanks for for keep listening to us. Um, you know, we wouldn't be doing this show if it was just the two of us, I bet. Um, although, who knows? Maybe we would because <laughs> I have a fun time. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll be back uh, with Shimmer volume 17 coming up next time cool awesome thank you uh so 17 i looked at it yeah um i don't know who dania is but she teams with jennifer blake who is a local here um and they take on the international home wrecking crew uh of jetta and rain Hmm. um we have uh nicole matthews taking on shark girl um, we have, uh, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you wait on that one. Figure out who that is. I will figure um, that out. <laughs> Ashley Lane in Nevia, um, who's, she's around now still, uh, take yeah. on the experience. 
a rematch with Amber O'Neill and Lorelai Lee. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> we needed that rematch for sure. I know. She's not uh, in the Cindy opener, Rod- though. Interesting. No, it's midway through the card. Cindy Rogers versus Daisy Hayes. Ooh. Uh, I like that. Ariel versus Amazing Kong. Oh, I like that. Oh, Jesus. Mercedes Martinez versus Wesna Busick. Oh, Wesna Busick. Okay. Mercedes is uh, back. Mercedes is back. Oh, fucking A. Lacey versus Sarah Stock. Yes. And your main event, cheerleader Melissa and Mischief taking on the Dangerous Angels of Allison Danger and Sarah Del Rey. So she has dropped Serena like a bag of spuds. Wow. Oh, that's cold. <laughs> She did. Oh my god! Oh wow! So that's uh that's an interesting card with some uh some heavy hitters there. More Canadians debuting. Yeah, more debuts. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> like the the tag emphasis is clear. Like you know that yeah. they want to build this tag division. So which you know which is good. So. Yeah, it's it's good we're getting that. Um, what the fuck's eighteen? I don't know if I want to read the whole card, but. Is there anything that jumps out? More tag matches. Mm. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I don't want to say anything here because it might reveal some um, results from the night before. Fair enough. <laughs> but luckily, Amber O'Neill's back in the opener. Oh, thank so. God. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried there for a second. <laughs> and Daisy Hayes versus Jetta. Ooh, okay. Oh, and another Canadian, Cat Power, debuts. Oh, fair enough. There's lots of, <laughs> yeah, it's filling up with Canadians. It is. Well, we have the Australian explosion, like, coming as well, oh, eventually. Good. Oh, good. With Madison Eagles and um, uh, Billy Kay. And Billy, uh, yeah. And there's another one, uh, Kelly Skater. Yes, uh, that's right. Well, no one Peyton Royce debuts or not, but definitely those three. There is like a, an Australian invasion coming. So yeah, oh, we'll, we'll get my Canadian invasion first, then we'll get the Australian one. <laughs> it's just the we're going around the Commonwealth because the first, <laughs> yeah, it was English first. It was, and now now Canadian, and then then Australian soon. So there you go. It's the Commonwealth invasion, just in waves. <laughs> it is always important. Hmm. <laughs> Okay. Do you ever watch the Commonwealth Games? Yeah, we do. Like, <laughs> that's the thing. I always thing. find it hilarious. Like, I'm flipping through the channels. I'm like, swimming's on. Swimming's only on during the Olympics. Oh, the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. <laughs> no, see, because like, because we love sport and we're like, we win a lot of medals at the Commonwealth Games. So, like, we like watching the Commonwealth Games, basically. <laughs> yeah, we're much better at the winter ones. Yeah, uh, I see, yeah. Summer ones. Uh, we do. Occasionally. We, yeah. yeah. We have like, the occasional, like, 100 meter um, champion. Uh, although, one of our 100 meter champions got the title taken away because they did steroids. Oh, yeah, but who hasn't? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. Is a, a yeah. Thing you remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I remember that. Like, I don't remember. Like, it was, I think it was That's from what the 80s. Made Donovan Bailey so much better. Um, yeah. When he won, it was like vindication. <laughs> exactly, yeah. No, but that was 
Yeah, that's the thing, because I, I do know that that happened. I don't remember it, but I know, like, of it, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whereas we obviously are not are much better at the Summer Olympics, so, like, all the swimming and, like, yeah. and athletics and stuff. Do you think you beat at the Winter Olympics? We do. We actually, like, it's only in recent years that we're actually, like, getting into it, but, like, we have a fair few, like, snowboarders and skiers and stuff now in the Winter Olympics, which you is cool. mountains, don't you? Yeah, we have, like, I, it's another one of those, um, uh, like, cultural things that I was gonna talk to you about, because it makes me laugh, that, like, where you are, like, there's just snow everywhere, right? Like, in winter. Like, most places, not, I'd imagine. Not so much in Vancouver. Um, but yeah, pretty much. But in a lot of the country. Like, whereas in Australia, we talk about going to the snow. <laughs> because when it when it's winter there's only a certain place in the country like literally like a few mountains where it actually snows so we go on holiday to the snow to like to see snow <laughs> awesome because it's because we, we no, don't have it in our in our lives like <laughs> um yeah so yeah we we do have some some mountains and some snow um yeah and we have like we have a couple of winter olympians um uh, in 2018, you had three medals. There you go. We've we've medaled. The, um, I gotta. I'll I'll find the video and show you. Um, or if you go to YouTube, I'll send you a link. Um, our first Winter Olympic medal, um, gold medal, was um in the um a, uh, skating like around the circle skating. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And. He won, like, he qualified, like, last for the final, and he won because everyone in front of him fell down. Oh, no. Yeah, you have to watch it, it's hilarious. I'll, sh- I'll send you a link. We had 29 medals in China in 2018. Yeah, whereas, yeah, you guys would, like, dominate. Yeah, we've, yeah, we've just started getting into it. We only dominated one year. Um, the year it was in Canada, because we did, like, this campaign with the government for like the six years building up to it, where we like super funded all the winter athletes. So whenever the medals were, the Olympics were in Canada that we dominated and we did, we won like the most medals ever that year, (laughs) but we we spent like years building to it because we wanted to win when we were at home. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I find hilarious. Like, we had a campaign where the government super funded athletes for like eight years just because we were going to host the Olympics but and we wanted to win. But honestly, no, but I mean, I, we did, we would have done the same thing like hundred percent. Cause we, we had the Olympics in 2000 and yeah, like we get so much money pumped into Olympic sports, like for Olympic cycles. And then like the rest of the time they just left to fend for themselves. But there, there would have been a, like there was a huge push for Sydney 2000 because we were hosting it. Like, yeah, yeah that makes sense. 100%. I'm watching it now because it makes me laugh. Yeah, you've got to see this. It's hilarious. This is basically, you know, this is how Australians win Winter Olympics. The only one I remember is, besides the hockey, was Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer winning their, their fifth Olympic gold medal. Because, <laughs> like, everyone loved them. <laughs> like, that was such a big thing. And then when everyone found out that Tessa Virtue was, like, dating one of the Toronto Maple Leafs and not dating Scott Moyer, like, Aww. everyone's heart broke. <laughs> it's like, they're not together? Oh, my. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man, there's so many laughs. But, yeah, um, I actually, you know what I really like? I love watching curling. Yes. 
I'm one it of those people. So it's so addictive. It's actually amazing to watch. You know, curling um, outside of hockey is the most viewed like thing on television for sports in Canada. Amazing. It, like it, it beats baseball and basketball. Wow. But that's like I, I, I love watching it. I'm so glad when the it's Winter so Olympics awesome. roll around and I, and I can watch it. Oh, I can watch it all the time. Like it's on all the time. Yeah, I, I can imagine. <laughs> There's there's a lot of uh, the tournament of hearts is the big uh, women's tournament every year that I always like try to watch everything from it. Um, but yeah, see, I, uh, Rachel Holman. Too bad she didn't compete last time because um, you know decided to have a family and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, it looks like she'll be back according to her Twitter. So that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> but, there you go. Yeah, but it, curling is super fascinating because it's all so much strategy. It's yeah, it's so cerebral and it's just it's just addictive watching the like. You know, it's hard to turn away. Can I clean hard enough? Like it just, yeah, it just is amazing. But yeah, Stephen Bradbury. So like Stephen Bradbury is like is a verb in Australia now, um, <laughs> to basically like, you know, as a synonym for like just falling over the line because everyone else, you know, in front of you fell down. Um, you know, what a way to win! It's just it yeah. literally. It it's the most Australian thing. Like, how else are we going to win a Winter Olympic medal? Like, <laughs> basically, he's like he's the Jamaican bobsled of like of Australia. Um, Love but that. yeah, but no, yeah, but we're getting into it recently because we got like snowboarders and stuff now. So yeah, yeah, I can see like the mountain sports and like skating, like uh, the speed skating. That makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, not so much all the other other stuff. But, but you know, yeah. the bobsled team. I don't know. <laughs> that should tell you. I honestly don't know. Um, if we tried to qualify or anything last time, I, I wouldn't even know. But yeah, we don't seem to do a lot of like the bobsled, like, you know, luge kind of stuff by Athlon. Um, trying to think of what else there is. I just looked up the Australian men's hockey team hmm. who are nicknamed the Mighty Ruse. Ah, because they're... Um, <laughs> Yeah, because they have competed at thirty-three world championships. I was gonna. Um, is that the once ice... they finished ninth? Yeah, but hang on, is that ice hockey or field hockey? This is ice hockey. Okay, because I was gonna say we have a really good like field hockey team because they're the they're the hockey ruse, and so the ice hockey must be the mighty ruse. Okay, see, I didn't even know they had this a name. Is, this is a great. This is a great sentence. They have also competed in the ice hockey world championships. 33 times with their best result being a ninth place finish at the, at the same Olympics with the 13th place in 1962. <laughs> exactly. 1962. Fucking hell. The national team currently are in the division two after being relegated from division one in 2013 with the team being currently ranked 35th. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Frankly, um, we don't, we don't really play ice hockey because that's what we have to call it. Ice hockey. Whereas you guys just call it hockey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god because we're so much better at actual like field hockey um, at the 1960 olympics australia lost both their games 18 to 1 against czechoslovakia and 12 to 1 against the u.s jesus that is wow that is some like equatorial guinea at the world cup kind of shit like <laughs> oh my god Amazing. Yeah, so no way. The team had previously tried to attend the 56 games, 
but never received approval from the Australian Olympic Committee. They didn't want to be embarrassed. Clearly. I, I can't believe we had an ice hockey rink in 1956. Like, gonna be honest. Yeah. <laughs> we actually, I, like, I've been ice skating once in my life. Yeah. Literally once. Um, and after about 10 minutes, I slipped and fell uh, face first. Um, well, chin first, actually, and like, and split my chin open. And it was just blood pissing everywhere. Um, oh. and I got stitches, and that was the end of my, um, ice skating career. So. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I just, I'm not, I'm not good, but it's not, it's not the ice so much, it's just, I'm not good with, um, skating. Like anything, like, ice skating, rollerblading, skateboard, skiing, like anything where I don't have control of my feet. I am not great. And so it's just, yeah, I can't, I can't do it. Well, this will make you feel better. Uh, so that was their one Olympics years they appeared. Hmm. They did. Um, in the, in the, in a world championship game, they defeated New Zealand <laughs> 58 to nothing. Fuck. <laughs> I'm presuming that New Zealand didn't turn up. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane oh my good god yeah yeah we're, we're, that's really not our sport um you can have it <laughs> Boy. oh my god uh, it's gonna be hard to beat the u.s next time yeah they have a good team yeah see that's the, the yeah like I, I watched like the gold medal for the ice hockey because it's usually like you know u.s canada or something and it's really good but yeah, yeah. I don't really Women's watch hockey. a lot of hockey. Yeah, well, why would you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of uh, um, oh, rugby. Is that the name of yeah. The sport there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But don't you guys have a different name for it? Australian football. Um, okay. Is that different? Okay. Uh, yeah, it's different. Um, there's... So rugby and Australian football are not the same thing? They're not the same thing. Whoa. Yeah. They're not like they, they're probably similar if you don't like watch a lot of football. Um, but yeah, they're not the same thing. Um, yeah, there's Australian rules, um, which is a kind of football. There's, uh, rugby, but rugby is also actually two different sports. This is what, like, see, like, North Americans don't, um, don't grasp this. And, um, because, like, rugby union is the one that's, that, that you've probably seen that's more popular. Um, like the, like the one that the All Blacks like play, like New Zealand play, like the World Cup, um, for rugby union. Um, and I think, and I think America and Canada do That's play. That's what the Toronto Wolfpack team is. No, see, the Toronto Wolfpack is actually rugby league, which is a different sport. Oh, um, rugby union and rugby league are different. Yeah, like they're very, very similar games. Like it's, I mean, I don't know what a good, um, comparison would be. Um, to different would be like sports. A softball and yeah, the difference. Yeah, the difference between softball and baseball, basically. Like it's just slightly different. Like different number of players, a few different rules, um, different scoring stuff like that. But it it looks like the same game, like okay. in a broad sense. Yeah, but they're actually two different sports. Rugby league is only really popular like in Australia, New Zealand, and England, and that's about it. It's not very international, whereas Union is. Um, but Rugby league is much more popular in Australia. 
Like, we don't really care about rugby union at all. Um, <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the Toronto... the hell is Australian the Toronto, football? Um, Australian football is different entirely. It's, it's just, like, chaos with a ball. Um, <laughs> it's... It's it's sort of it looks a bit more like soccer um to watch but you um it's with a it's with a like a rugby ball and you can kick it and punch it and catch it um and run with it and punch it yeah uh in in Aussie in Aussie rules um you can't just pass the ball by throwing it uh you can either kick it like out of your hands um or you punch it out of your hand. You're not allowed just to throw it. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, but the Toronto Wolfpack um, actually play rugby league, and they've like because they were playing in the English rugby league competition. Um, and then I know that they got kicked out, and now they're going to start try and start their own North American. Rugby yeah, league. they joined the North American Rugby League. Yeah, which uh, started in 2021. Yeah, I just uh, yeah, I saw on Twitter like a few days ago that they're actually like gonna start um start that, which is cool. So I hope that goes well because uh, frankly, rugby league is way a way better sport than rugby union. Like union is garbage okay. to watch. I don't like it. Um, June 19th is supposed to be the the start of the season. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I mean. Yeah, like like of the two, I would watch rugby league because it's just like a better game to watch. Um, but also, like I said, it's like it's way more popular here, so we all grew up on it. Um, whereas like other countries care about union, but we don't really. Um, <laughs> but I find it very cute that they called the North American League when there's one team in Toronto, one team in Ottawa, and the rest are American. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, same That's with all nice the. Of them. Same with all the, you know, like the NBA and everything. Like, there's just one token. Can it? It's like here, like in um, in Australia, what happens is there's one token New Zealand team in all of oh, our yeah, yeah, in yeah. all of our comps. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's there's like seven, that. Seven Canadian teams in the NHL. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> and because of the pandemic, they're all in one division, um, so that they don't have to cross the border. Yeah. So every team's just playing their division, which means Toronto is just dominating everyone. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, lucky <laughs> you. Kind of fun. Yeah. Well, it's kind of fun because they've been. So what's been frustrating the last like three years that they started to get really good again is that two of the best, like they were maybe like the fifth to eighth best team in the league, but two of the top four best teams in the league were in their same division. So they were like always third in their division, even though, you know, they'd be fifth overall in the league. Yeah, yeah. And then they get bounced in the first round because they were facing one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. And it would be very frustrating. But now they're clearly the best team in their division and they're kind of running wild. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, they, see, it's, they're, it's they're interesting. Got injured and they're, um, they have like the nicest person in the history of the world as their goalie. Who was like a backup, but like was really talented, just never really got his chance. And now he's like setting NHL records for wins. Oh, and wow. Like, but they'll like ask him about stuff. And he's always like, well, you know, we did this and we did this. And 
like there was one interview where he apologized to the health staff for being injured and they had to take care of him and then put an extra burden on them. Oh, <laughs> and like after he, he tied the record for the most wins to start a season, um, you know, like there was an exchange where one of his teammates, like all of the teammates gather around, but one of them like counted out the 10 wins uh, in front of him. And he's like, well, that was really great because it wasn't like a teammate thing. It was like really a truly a good friend moment. <laughs> like, Jack Campbell, you are the sweetest man in the world. We oh, love you. sweetheart. <laughs> he was traded to Toronto last year. And uh, the best player on the team, Austin Matthews, was trying to get 50 goals. And he was like at 40 something. So he was like gunning for it before the pandemic. And the first thing Jack Campbell did when he was traded to the Leafs was grow a mustache because Austin Matthews had one to support him on his quest to score 50 Aww. goals. <laughs> That's beautiful. It's like, who are you? He's, he's you are too pure for this sport. <laughs> he really is. And we love him. Oh, and wow. Hopefully it continues that he's really good because yeah. it, it's a very good story. Um, very nice, but yeah, I love when he was like, "Oh, the poor health, the the poor medical staff." Like, I put an extra burden on them when I was injured. Oh, sweetheart, honey, <laughs> who are you? Oh God, yeah. Oh wow. See, well, well, there you go. We got some luck now because um, the the current rugby league season is uh, I think four weeks old now, and my team is undefeated, which uh, is unheard of because they're usually They've been garbage the last like decade, so um, it's really yeah. We, we must be on a roll. But yeah, I better what's oh, okay. It's quarter past. I better run so I can get to work. Yeah, we do. Um, to oh yeah, well soon. have a great day at work. Um, yeah, this won't come in a while. So yeah, well I figured, but at least yeah, at least if um we get some in now, well, we have we'll be one all right. more recorded. We have two recorded now. Yeah, um, so we're good for at least a month. Yeah, exactly. So. so I can yeah get it get ahead of the count and then. Yeah, we'll just have to do it again. Yeah, maybe in about a month. Now do, I've got to put together one. six different audio files that are over five hours in total length and edit it together. So well, that's my next task. Have fun with that. <laughs> well, oh, people over talked GWE in these podcasts. Imagine. And, uh, Imagine. Uh, I know. Oh, good. Luckily, like Kristen, when I talked to her, she was like, I need to be out of there in 30 minutes. So we talked for like 28. I was like, perfect. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone else was like fucking 50 minutes to an hour. I was like, yeah. what are you doing? Everyone Anyways, will you bang gotta on go. when given the chance. I, yeah. All good. I'm, I'm keeping you. So. No, all good. All right. Um, yeah. So I'll see you later, mate. Thank you. Thank you. We'll all right. Later. Good night. <laughs>